0: Welcome to Mustangs in the Field, a podcast designed to help current Milwaukee students see a path towards a potential career. Through conversations of personal identity, resilience, and acknowledging the ever-changing world of careers with past Milwaukee graduates, we hope to inspire our students to see school as an important step in helping them achieve their future goals. I am your host, Roberta Egler, a proud school counselor at Milwaukee High School and the Milwaukee Academy of Arts in wonderful Milwaukee, Oregon. And I look forward to sharing more about our wonderful guests and their stories. Before we begin our upcoming conversation, I'd like to take a moment to thank our sponsor, the Mustang Born Alumni Scholarship Foundation, who worked tirelessly year after year to provide annual scholarships to several deserving Mustang graduates. To assist or donate to the Mustang Born Alumni Scholarship and help our Milwaukee graduates, you can check out their website at www.mustangbornfund.com or email them at mustangbornfund at gmail.com Thank you so much for being a part of this podcast. I hope you enjoy our upcoming guest. <music> Before jumping into this next interview, I'd like to make two acknowledgements. First, February is Black History Month, and I'm very excited to acknowledge and celebrate the sacrifices and accomplishments of our Black students and graduates. Second, you just heard a small sample of our next guest, Kelsey Campbell's work. Not only is she a pioneer and Olympian, she's also a budding musician. Please enjoy this next interview with Kelsey Campbell, class of 2003. Okay, welcome to Mustangs in the Field. Today's guest is Kelsey Campbell, a graduate from the class of 2003, who is so amazing. I follow her on Instagram and Twitter, and I found some other uh-huh. things of hers. Yeah, and so... Uh, Kelsey, please let us know who you are, how you identify uh, yourself and yeah. like what you how you identified yourself as high schooler as well.
1: I mean, gosh, a lot of different answers there. Um, I'm Kelsey and I graduated from Milwaukee High School in 2003. And I, um, you know, I think sometimes, you know, you look back, that was like, gosh, like almost 20 years ago. And that is so wild. I know. Crazy. Right. Um, And you just have like a different disposition of yourself. Obviously you, you've lived more and you have more experience and all of that. But um, it's, I think time goes by and you grow up and, you know, I felt, I, I, I feel like the way I looked at myself back then, obviously it was so different. And, life just happens. But I will say I was definitely really insecure, which I don't think is how I don't know if a lot of my peers would have described me that way. Um, I feel like the era that I was in high school, um, you just didn't talk about the types of things that I like, talk about now on my social media, like you just didn't talk about those things. And I'm extremely vocal about those things now, because I needed to talk about so many things growing up and there just wasn't a space for it. It just wasn't really culturally acceptable. Like all the issues I had were just not things that people wanted to chat about. Um, But, you know, I, I feel very lucky. So I don't say that as like, I don't have any resentment, but I just think that, you know, I was a lot different back then. And I don't know that... I think it just took a lot of years um, in life for me to really own who I am and who I was. Um, I think I was super, I'm still ambitious, but I think I had an ambition back then. And it's funny cause I was actually just, I'm doing a storytellers thing uh, next month and I'm talking a little bit about high school, obviously, cause my story with athletics is so like deeply entwined with, my high school experience um and so um you know I talked about that a lot just uh just I think being busy and trying to do everything because I needed distractions and I needed I didn't need and I'm sure a lot of teachers said this to me but I don't think that I needed someone to tell me Kelsey you to get involved in something I think I just kind of knew it instinctually that I just needed to be as busy as possible um and so I was really ambitious I think the the root of my ambition has changed over the years um but I think you know definitely wanted to be great at everything um we didn't have social media so it's not like I compared myself so much to people that I saw online, because you just didn't see that. I think my insecurities were just, they came from within. Um, and some of it was like my home environment, but um, I don't know. I think I was just young and figuring things out just like everybody else. Um, so I don't know. It's it's hard to give like a straight answer about it's, it's like I'm describing someone I met 20 years ago, almost. You know, it's weird.
0: <laughs> mm-hmm. Well, how about you let everybody know who you are now then? How would you describe yourself now? What do you do? Like that part of this, you know, is to help our young students kind of figure out a path and see themselves in someone like you and see that oh, I could maybe follow that path too. So, what are the things that you do and you know, who are you now?
1: Um so like kind of the claim to fame thing which is funny to people that I actually grew up with is, you know, I I'm an athlete. I wrestle for team USA and made the Olympic team. I've made the national team for, I think I've made the national team like 10 times now. Um, And it's literally take, it's taken me all over the freaking world. Like, and it's definitely given me a platform. You know, I mentioned before I'm very vocal on social media and I think, I mean, there's no denying wrestling has given me a bit of a platform um, to be vocal, um, which I'm grateful for. Um, I do music still. I actually started recording uh, an extended playlist recently. Um, and the music industry has changed so much since I was in high school. And that's kind of what I did in high school. Um, so I'm pursuing that now. But that means something really different than what it would have meant back then. Um, what else I, I mentor kids. Um, I have a few rescue animals at home. I'm really passionate about that. Um, but yeah, I'm an athlete and a musician, which is, I guess, essentially what I was before, <laughs> but I'm just, I've like grown into my skin a little bit. And I've, I think, especially this year, I've really, which I know seems crazy. Cause I've always been kind of a strong personality, but I really think I found my voice this past year which I think a lot of other people did too um and so yeah you're getting the long version of everything today
0: <laughs> that's all right um yeah. yeah I do love as I said I'm a big fan I love following your your social media um but yeah I you know started as a big fan and actually former coach um you know with you here in the wrestling room at Milwaukee uh, which still exists That wasn't removed in the new building of the milwaukee
1: well that's good yeah can't have any more of that jeez
0: (laughs) (laughs) but i love um (laughs) you do speak a lot about um you know women's you know women's rights and and uh you know equity and these are issues that are important to me as well as a school counselor it's important for all our students and so i love that you use your your new voice voice. Um, well not your voice your platform you've always had that voice and now it's coming up and i'm checking out the music too so I'm really excited about that
1: thank you yeah no and I think it's interesting because you know and and again and you, you know this I'm really vocal and just candid I mean I'm a mixed woman and I do the sport of wrestling and um I I'm grateful for my path it was a very different path but I think you know I think it's important for people to just be honest about things you know and I, I've just dealt with gender inequality like my entire career. Um, And I personally faced more inequality because of my gender that I'm aware of than my race Um, for whatever reason. um, I I definitely saw those things growing up but there's no um, more real way (laughs) to like face gender inequalities head on than to do something with your life that's dominated by men. Um, and I like how you said, you know, using the platform because even using your platform back in the day was different. Now there's so many platforms and, you know, I have teammates that don't train in the U S they train in other countries and they, um, you know, everything looks different when you're far away and you know, this teammate, she's amazing, world medalist. And she was like, you know, what's going on with our country? And I'm like, she's like, did we just like implode? And I was like, I mean, I think these things were always there. I think it was just the right mixture of craziness and social media. And, but, you know, I, I'm actually grateful, you know, with all the crazy stuff you see online and all the crazy ways that people use their influence, um, I feel like there's so many good things that come out of it. And that was always the point, right? The point is, like, what good can I bring out of this platform with my voice? Whatever the platform is. Um, The point for any platform and any social media platform, um, I think, innately is to and was to spread something positive, spread something good. Um, And so, you know, I think...
0: And I've learned as
1: I've gone, I've said stupid things online and I've learned, I think being a wrestler helps, but you just learn to own it and just admit when you're wrong. I mean, like, I feel like I've just failed so much on in a public space so many times that, you know, sometimes it's hard to be wrong, but it's just so much more freeing just to be able to like own it and just you know, make mistakes. And and that's when I think you really do find your voice. I think if you cling so much to whatever your message is, and it doesn't change, and you're not willing to evolve, that's when you get into trouble, and you just start hanging out in rooms that echo, and you're not growing. Um, But I think there was a lot of positive things that came out of having a platform. But also, I think I made some mistakes that I had to, I had to really learn from whether that be conversations with people, or calling people out, or being called out, or just not thoroughly understanding some type of information I was sharing, or um, just being wrong about something. You know, like it happens. I know, crazy, right? Yeah. Um, I know it's like it's like we're all so shocked when we're wrong about something, like on Twitter. <laughs> it's like. I don't know. It's funny, but, um, I think deep down, I think most of us want to do good, want to do good,
0: you know? I agree. Yeah. Um, Yeah. And so much, you shared so much greatness there, the, you know, the the failure and it's okay to fail and it's going to happen and, you know, deal with that and grow evolve growth and evolution Evolution. great lessons that we need to learn yeah Um, i was wondering you know on your path here if there were any influential figures that helped you make your path clearer and i imagine you're pretty much a pioneer you know women's wrestling just barely got going and so i don't know if there's a lot of folks in there in that area, maybe some other area. But if there are any influential figures, this is where I would like to hear.
1: I mean, you know, name the year, and I could name 10, 15 people. Like, you know, the national team coach, Terry, he's always saying, um, he's always saying, like, you never know what you're going to hear. You should always show up and listen, right? And he's really big. He's, like, one of those coaches that's, like, bring a pen and paper because there's going to be some life-changing quote that you hear. Um, but it's funny because when I, <laughs> when I joined the wrestling team at Milwaukee high school, um, I remember ordering a VHS, uh, like a Dan Gable video to learn how to wrestle. Cause I thought that's how I would learn. And, um, you know, the Steiner twins were in this video and I just looked at everyone on this video, like, Oh my gosh, you guys, like, I just thought they were like Greek gods. Like, I just thought, you know, they're just, I wasn't really great at anything and they were great at wrestling and I was going to do this. And, but I, it's funny because I think it prepped me because when I did finally meet Terry Steiner and, and I met Troy earlier because, you know, Tim wrestled for Troy, um, Tim Patrick. And so I, I mean, I kind of knew them from a distance, but when I, when I started training with Terry, I think maybe that's why I bought into his philosophy so quickly, because really without anybody, any of us knowing it, like there was a seed planted when I was just trying to like survive in the high school team. Um, that said, you know, Terry definitely was, he's been a huge impact. I I mean, I would say 2012 directly from a coach's standpoint, uh, Terry was hugely influential Keith Wilson. He was the guy in my corner. Um, uh, the bald headed crazy guy. <laughs> um, you know, Roy Pittman, all of the high school coaches from yeah. Milwaukee. You know, um, I don't believe I was the first female at Milwaukee, but anytime something is new, anytime you're the first to do something or one of the first, I mean, you have a lot of kinks to get out. And that's everybody, you know. Um, but, you know, Robert. Robert Lippi, you know, Mr. Lippi, he's the reason why I went to a girls tournament. I mean, he gave me the flyer, you know, and then Roy Pittman, I mean, he, I can't, I don't even know how many wrestling shoes he lent to me. Um, there, I had mentors in high school that were older than me that I looked up to because I desperately needed mentors. I don't know if you remember Sherry Lynn. She was on dance oh, yeah. team. Yes. She was a senior when I was a freshman. Like, I, I, like, idolized her, and she, I was on the dance team my freshman year, so I really, like, looked up to her, um, and there, I had other people like that, but she's somebody that stands out um, throughout my career, you know, there's been families, there's been people at church, there's been, I, you know, Clarissa Chun, we both trained under the same coach, and I pretty much, you know, she made the Olympic team in 2008, and I pretty much, that was the big reason I moved to Colorado, because I was like, I'm just going to do whatever she does, you know? Um, there's just so many people along the way. There's books I read that changed my life, like Open by Andre Agassi. I've never met him, but that book changed my life. He was the first elite athlete to ever publicly say that I know of it, like he hated the sport, <laughs> yeah. you know? And I felt like I'm doing this, but I actually really hate this right now. And I feel like everyone's like, I'm just doing what I love living my best life. I'm like, I don't feel that way today. You yeah. know? Um, so yeah, I mean, for, for me, there's just so many people, so many people. Um,
0: yeah, you've named so many yeah. legends actually and nationally, internationally here in Milwaukee. Right. Really awesome. And that, that thought of, you know, I'm, I don't love what I'm doing. And I think of that as a wrestler, you know, <laughs> it's, it's easy to hate wrestling and training. For yes. wrestling. So yeah, it, yes. it's special for sure. Um, which kind of makes me wonder, you know, what, how, what, what's your source of motivation? And maybe it's not about wrestling anymore because we're kind of, I know you still train, but you're also moving into this next phase. Right. This new hustle of yours. What, what's like, what's your motivation? Hey.
1: And I mean, really, if we're being honest, it's not new. <laughs> I mean, the approach is new because the world is different now. But music, I've wanted, to, I've wanted to be on a stage since I was a child. Like, I didn't even choose that. Like, it chose me for real. Um, but I think as far as motivation, you know, and this is something, you know, when you get to the end of your career and anything, you really start to see things that you just cannot see when you're in it. And it's that whole thing about that's that whole um, theory of like hindsight. You know, you just cannot possibly have an understanding when you're in the bubble. You just can't. Like, and I remember when I moved to Colorado. You know, I remember when I walked on the ASU wrestling team. I remember the first practice I went to. I remember a lot of first practices I went to, and nowadays. I don't even know if I could have been successful because now there's so many things to motivate you quote unquote. There's, um, clout and being an influencer and everything can be monetized now. Like you can monetize everything. And really as an athlete, you you do kind of have to train full time. Now I, I had a job most of my career until the end, it just got so competitive. Um, but you know, when I was, when I was making the decision to make those sacrifices early on, um, I was young and I had a lot less knowledge and I had seen a lot less of the world. And I had any, you know, an individual sport is selfish enough and then to be an individual sport athlete, like vying for the Olympics, you just, you're given permission to be selfish. So then you run into that. Um, And I think the motivation for wrestling specifically was a little bit different as time went on. Like at first it was like, I'm just trying to win a bet. And then it was like, ah, oh, let's just see how it goes. And then, and then I remember training with Cobra and Peninsula. And, and, um, I remember thinking, well, I have a window. I mean, I'm not getting any younger. I mean, I was like 17 when I was thinking this stuff, I was like, I have a window which 17 is old enough to make decisions, but, you know when you're 17 you're not thinking that way unless you're like weird like I was like like oh I have this short opportunity to pursue this like who does that at 17 um and and then there was a point you know I made national team and then I got beat at world team trials and I was like no I gotta be all in if I'm gonna do this I gotta do it and then I go to the olympics and before I even made the team, I was like, I'm going to do this another four years. And it's not, you know, motivation is really deceptive because there are different ways to be motivated. And sometimes we look for motivation. We look for inspiration. But I think I think for me, early on, it was very organic. And I just trusted my instincts versus looking for a sign. There were a lot of signs, but... Um, I definitely, you know, I was encouraged by someone else to try out for the ASU team. And I was like, sure, why not? And this was a guy, we're still friends to this day. You know, he, he would sit through practices to make sure that I had a partner. Cause I was so, sh- I was really shy. Like I was really shy and I still was very insecure and I hadn't made a national team yet. I wasn't anybody special, anybody of significance, um, I was just a girl that was like messing up the roster count, <laughs> like, and throwing title nine in everyone's face. Um, and then, and then you get close to Olympic trials, and then you're like, your motivation—you need to figure out how to get there because what you need to make an Olympic team is just like—it's not that you need to be a superhuman to tap into it, but you have to be willing to. You have to be willing, like that stuff people talk about, and like the motivational speeches and like the pinterest quotes like you have to be willing to live that way you really do um and it's not like a, let's go look for this let's go look for this isolated lifestyle where i eat grass and do pull ups like rocky in the morning and i only speak with three people and they're my training partners and my coaches like no like it's organic it kind of just happens that way but it like becomes that but um you know, there, there are points, you know, where I'm like, I don't want to do this day where I'm like, but I want to be the best in the world, you know, and that's when you really have to listen to what you want over what you feel. Obviously, I mean, this is I know, with you, I'm preaching to the choir. But it's so it's very different when you're in the moment. It always is. I want to lose weight. But what is one whatever it is that you're going to eat? Yeah, I want to do whatever but what is one morning that I'm sleeping in, whatever. um, I think with music, uh, it's always been very natural because I just always wanted to sing. Like, I just, I just always, I can't even explain it. Like, it's just always been there. But I do want to say something else because you can Google that I wrestle or that I do music. That's pretty easy. But I think when I really needed to find motivation wasn't the obvious stuff. It was like, you know, when I was in college and I was literally like donating plasma and, you know, cause I couldn't afford groceries. Like, and it was literally um, working like multiple jobs, you know, as I'm, I'm like on the national team and I'm working multiple jobs, you know, which doesn't make sense to people when that story came out that former actor who was like working at the grocery store I don't know if you saw I actually posted a response to that because um I've actually like I worked at Starbucks for years after like during college and after college because it was one of the only jobs I could really get and be an athlete full-time and I've literally had people say like if she's so great why does she work at a coffee shop and I'm like because like I don't make any money being a wrestler. Like the government doesn't pay me, you know? Um, and that's a whole different topic about how Olympic athletes actually make money. But the motivation really, the stuff that's not as glamorous where there's no, there's not necessarily a gold mem- medal at the end of the road or like a talent agency or whatever is like waking up at four to go to work or... Um, rationing, up, making like $20 stretch, <laughs> like making yeah. it stretch, you know, living on my own before, gra- before high school, before I even graduated, I was living on my own, um, many times. Um, and so, you know, like, I think that's the stuff and a lot of people go through it. I'm not unique in that way. A lot of people go through the things, some of the things I went through, um, but that is when you really have to find motivation. And, you know, you would ask the quest. the question was, where do you find motivation? And Really? It's, it depends. It, it depends on the season. It depends on what we're talking about. Um, motivation for feeding your children is very different than motivation for running a 5k. <laughs> like, mm-hmm. you know, some of it just, you just, it's there. <laughs> like, I didn't have to go anywhere. I just have it and my kids are going to eat <laughs> like, you know.
0: Um, yeah, so. it's, it's definitely yeah. situational. What I what I heard is definitely situational. Um, there's a bit of commitment, not just a bit. There's a lot of commitment. And then there's just some plain survival. And you reminded me that yeah. even still as a, you know, poorly established grown man, <laughs> nearly 45 year old, adult male I still think how many times can I eat at the dollar menu instead of buying this right I really need because that was my upbringing it's like I don't yes. you know, I don't get I don't have that much money right yeah it's so weird
1: how we like um project on ourselves <laughs> like uh there's things I have too where I'm like I just it's hard for me to do that because of how I grew up and you know I think I have things like that too and it's like I've really just tried to like embrace it and just be like, you know what? I am what I am. You know, I figured some other things out. If I still got to look at the dollar menu and see what I can squeeze out of my wallet. And if that's what makes me feel better right now, then who's going to judge who's going to judge me
0: Yeah, for wanting to okay. buy
1: the dollar menu. <laughs> like, you know? <laughs> yeah. Except
0: for when you're training, that's not the right. Except
1: me for, oh my gosh. And like being an athlete on a budget it like the first thing that really comes up is like food.
0: <laughs> it's like mm-hmm.
1: <laughs> Top Ramen and you know, what a burger doesn't really work for being a wrestler. It works great if you're a real college student. Um, but yeah, it's that's funny.
0: Yeah. All right, I'm gonna switch to some more Milwaukee ish stuff, all right. So yeah. I'm wondering. If there's anything that you learned here while at milwaukee and it doesn't have to be like a certain class or a certain lesson and i think you've already shared some of that but you know yeah. one one something that we have that you learned here in the halls of milwaukee that helps yeah. you with what you're doing
1: i mean <clears throat> you know i think that and a lot of this i kind of realized this past year you know I think there's things that we all kind of were jaded with or veiled with, like, I think there's a lot of things we all um, could have been better about or could have done better back then. But I'm actually really grateful for my time at Milwaukee high school. I I actually talk about it a lot with people. Um, I talk a lot about how, you know, And this is more Oregon stuff, but but I do think that people from Oregon, we really take pride in the fact that we're from Oregon. And I think people from Milwaukee, like we really take pride from the fact that I think a lot of us, you know, in spite of the good, the bad and the ugly, I take pride in the fact that I went to Milwaukee because I do think our that school in general was a place where I think we really wanted to be. I guess, progressive in our thinking. Like we, I really believe that I learned how to be an inclusive human there. I think I really learned and it wasn't always with good examples, that's high school, but I think I really did learn um, it's okay to be different. I was actually given a lot of opportunities to showcase my diversity and other people's diversity. Um, I think that I you know, we were a public school and I moved to Arizona and I remember moving here and like no one went to public school and it, it's changed a little bit now, but it just really had a b- bad reputation. And I just didn't, I didn't, I remember going to Milwaukee and people would like go to LaSalle and I would be like, Ooh, weird. Like, why are they going there? They can't just be themselves or whatever. I just, and, you know, I realized like, it's just not like this everywhere. And we had our issues, Every everywhere does, but I definitely think some of my core beliefs and even my core approaches to certain things and obviously wrestling, because wrestling changed my life. Um, I think a lot of those core beliefs that I had started there, honestly, I mean, And I think partly because of the school and partly because we were in Oregon and just like the culture of the state of Oregon, um, that's through my lens. um, But if I were to say one thing, I would say just kind of a culture of inclusivity.
0: That's awesome. I I feel that. That's one of the reasons why I love being here in Milwaukee. Yeah. Okay. So I'm going to ask five questions here that are supposed to be kind of quick answer, but You can spend time you know if you have to elaborate that's all good um but i'm calling to section the rodeo to see if there's any commonalities that come out of these questions all right okay all right so number one what was your favorite spot while you were in high school
1: my favorite spot oh yeah yeah okay oh geez that's tough
0: (laughs) so many i bet
1: honestly i think i felt the most comfortable in, like, the Performing Arts Building. I don't know if I had a spot. Maybe I did, and I can't remember. Yeah, I would say the Performing Arts Building, just anywhere around there.
0: All right, sounds good. Number two, you're, you you referenced the, uh, the posters on the wall. So I'm wondering, what's your personal motto?
1: My personal mo- motto? I mean trust yourself. I don't know. I, yeah. I would say, trust yourself. We'll, we'll, we'll do yeah. that.
0: That's a, that's a good one. Yeah. You talked yeah. about the instincts following your instincts. Yes. Back. Yes. You already answered this one, but what are you grateful for?
1: I answered this
0: one. Gosh, it was kind okay. of inside one. Yeah. It was kind cool. of inside
1: one. Um, I mean, I'm just grateful I'm grateful to be in a position to do what I'm doing. I'm just kind of grateful for where I'm at today. Especially in the midst of the pandemic and everything, you know?
0: Yeah, exactly. That's what I was thinking when you said that. Yeah, seriously. Yeah, and you were saying how people, there's been a lot to learn and reflect from this year, and it's not all negative. There's definitely things that we can we've worked through or working through and it's for the better and we're going to hopefully keep it going. I think.
1: Yeah, no, I, I agree. Yeah.
0: Yeah. Like your music. All right.
1: Mm-hmm.
0: What is your favorite form of self-care?
1: Oh my gosh. Um, just it, being around the ocean. That's me.
0: You live in Arizona. In, in
1: anything. I know it's this weird struggle that I can <laughs> live in. I'm taking a surf trip next week, though, to San Diego. Um, All right. The beaches are open. But, yeah, anything around the water.
0: Nice. Okay, this is the most difficult, I think, but it may not be for you. Onward Victorious or Mustang Born?
1: Onward Victorious.
0: Onward Victorious? Yes. That's you and I. So, so, so it's yeah. two to two now, two to two.
1: Because I want I want people to be able to come in and join the family if they want. So not everyone's gonna start there. Right? Yeah. <laughs> Inclusivity.
0: Inclusivity. I feel that. Yeah. Cause
1: yes. I tell
0: a lot of people, hey, once a Mustang, even that's one day, you're always a Mustang. But yeah, I like yeah. I like your perspective better. Yeah. All right. Well, that's those are my questions for today. I thank you so much for being here. Like I said, I'm a big fan and um you know, hopefully students will get the chance to follow you and
1: yeah, learn about,
0: learn about your wrestling, check out some music. In fact, I still have. And I've sh- I think I've showed you. Oh, my season.
1: gosh. I, I know what this have. is.
0: Yeah. I still have your senior seminar original <laughs> CD. It's in my it's in my stuff. I got it.
1: When I tell people I did that, I don't think they don't understand the magnitude of extra. Like I was extra before extra was a thing. Like, who does that? Who does all that? <laughs> like it's so ridiculous (laughs) I can't even believe I did that honestly but I'm glad that you still have it
0: I have it it's perfect it's perfect the way it is (laughs) all right well thank you so much take care and you know I appreciate you
1: tell all your students and Cammy and everyone that I said hi and as soon as the world isn't crazy I want to come visit
0: (laughs) all right well everybody (laughs) I got that down I'm 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 gonna (laughs) You heard it first. Yep. Right here. All right.
1: Bye-bye. Thank you. Bye.
0: Muchísimas gracias por escuchar this episode of Mustangs in the Field featuring Olympian Kelsey Campbell from the class of 2003. I really appreciate you taking the time to listen to this super candid conversation ranging from gender equity to, to the struggles of amateur life to just making music. I hope you'll join us next time when I interview a man who goes by the name of Ep Maya, class of 2003, as we discuss his, his journey in the hip hop world. As always, be healthy and well out there. Go Mustangs!